Hey, what's up, Military Millionaires? I'm your host, David Perret. Today, we have an exciting episode about the road to investing in real estate with Derek King. If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining the community. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. Show notes are found at frommilitarytomillionaire.com slash podcast. Now relax and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dave from Military Millionaire. I am here with Derek King. And uh, as you can see by, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see the little Grant Cardone 10X Pass hanging in the background there. So Derek and I met out at the 10X Growth Conference two weekends ago. Uh, we shared an Airbnb with at like nine other, eight other investors. And it was, uh, it was a good time. We drank some beer. We talked some real estate. We uh, slept all over the place on like air mattresses and, you know, real military type crap where we're sleeping on couches and sleeping bags and chairs and whatever. And uh, yeah, we decided we'd talk a little bit. He just... In fact, at the time of this recording, he's not fully retired yet, uh, but by the time this comes out, he will be. So he is just now retiring from the military and moving on to some uh, some big things with the real estate world. So Derek, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, so 20-year veteran, like you just said, I'm getting ready to retire. My, my retirement date's actually 1 March. Um, I came in when I was 18. I'm 38 now. Uh, it was a long haul. It was fun. Uh, but... I took it, I, I used it for what I needed it for. I gave my base, got my foundation, and now I'm ready to move on and do good things. Um, I spent 10 years as an infantry guy, did 10 years as a Green Beret, uh, down at 7th Group. And, yeah, that's, that's my military career-wise. Um, as far as on the, on the other side of the house, uh, you know, investing and whatnot, about 2008 when the recession hit is when real estate kind of came on my radar. Uh, at that time, I'm, I'm kind of a detail-oriented kind of guy, I like getting knowledge before I go into something. So as soon as the recession hit, I was like, okay, what's, what's this about real estate? So let me try to figure out what's going on with this. So I did. Um, at the same time, I was I was actually having my son at the same time. He was, um, well, I shouldn't say it was having him. He, had been, he was born like a year before that. Um, and was, I had him, and then I was also um, – transitioning to be SF. So I was going through the course and everything. everything. Uh, so there was a lot going on. The recession was going on and all that, and that stuff too. So um, I was going to go down to Florida and I was looking at that market down in Florida. And um, I went down there. I did, I did some reconnaissance down there with the family, brought the family down there one night, tried to look at the different things that were available down there. A lot of guys were starting to build, uh, buy up a lot of the properties down there. Um, so I was very timid at the time. I was a little bit young, very timid, uh, had a young, you know, young baby and everything, but I wanted to go into some kind of an investment. Um, so we, I didn't find a deal before we got down there, but I decided to get down there. I got down there, got into a, a rental, a single family rental house and um, started to look at the different markets that were down there. Just, just, you know, just so I could get a good feel and not go into something that was going to depreciate or I lose money on um, that turned out to actually be a probably a bad move because a lot of the guys that were buying up houses before we were going down there and that that were down there for a good year or two years they 
their houses were automatically appreciated. You, uh, that was something that I learned with the market. Obviously, you know, the market's at the low side of the house, uh, whether it be the stock market or even housing market, probably the best time to be buying. So that was one of the things I had to learn very, at a very uh, younger age or a very start of my real estate ventures. Um, that was regardless of the fact that Florida was one of the worst markets out there at the time, it was probably the best market to buy in. Um, but I didn't, I was a little timid, you know, I had a lot of, had a lot of things going on. Um, and I started to get deployed too. So there was a lot of deployments in there. Uh, a little bit further after that, I ended up going through a divorce. So there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of things that were going on that were kind of holding me back from going into the investing portion of it. Uh, but I was learning a lot. Um, and, um, and I was just really getting a good feel for it. I was just kind of doing some self-studies, this, that, and other thing. You know, reading the reading the Robert Kiyosaki's, and I actually Grant Cardone actually came up on my radar not too long ago, uh, long after I got down there um, when he was in his earlier stages, still making millions of dollars at the time. I mean, I've been doing that for a while, but um, I didn't touch that all that much. Yeah, I didn't. You know, just still learning. But um, the divorce kind of, you know, it was kind of a kick in the butt. Uh, set me back a little bit too, but then I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to keep grinding forward and try to try to get this, you know, get this started and whatnot. Um, started to look at the market, the stock as far as the stock market was concerned, just different investment opportunities, vehicles, and stuff. Um, and so, uh, being a single guy at that point in deploying, I was just I was just deploying, deploying, deploying. Uh, but then I eventually got tired of that. And I was like, all right, let me, let me see what I can do. I'm going to head up to Fort Bragg for a little while. I'm going to do some instructing time. Uh, and I tried to time it out where I would go here, do my obligation of three years here and hit 20 years. And it worked. It actually worked out. Um, I got an early, uh, early uh, uh, arrival here, and it was right at my three-year mark. But I knew coming up here, I was like, okay, I'm going to start at Fort, I'm going to start something new at Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina's market's good it's booming i was i was tracking their market for a while uh, obviously you know charlotte raleigh just about any i guess probably about the top five cities in this in this state their market is just insane right now um yeah. and i knew that going into it three years ago coming up here three years ago so i was like all right i'm gonna go into an investment so um i started looking at my first investment you know serious investment i uh, was getting into a a deal with a house in the perfect area, perfect school district and everything. I, I couldn't lose on this deal. Um, unfortunately, my money got mishandled and I ended up in a lawsuit. The owners backed out unexpectedly about three weeks before I ended up coming up here and I ended up in an apartment. So that was like, you know, it was another kick in the, kick in the butt there. Um, but I just, you know, I kept kind of trying, trying to drive forward with it. Uh, I thought maybe it was somewhat of a blessing that I wasn't getting into that house. So I came up here. I was like, all right, I'll get into an apartment. I'll learn a little bit about the markets around here and um, that, you know, get a better feel for it. That way I can make a more informed decision. Um, and as I was doing that, I was actually getting into the stock market. So I was trying to, trying to split atoms. So if, if, um, if I had to give any advice or if anybody takes anything out of this podcast right now, uh, that would be to not split atoms because when you're trying to focus on one thing and then you go into the stock market and you're trying to focus on your money in that, uh, it tends to be a little bit difficult. I'm telling you, the stock market is very hard. I was day trading 
uh, you know, trying to do penny stocks, trying to do different things. And I lost my butt. Um, but not to say that it's not an invest good investment and that people can't profit from that. I'm just saying that for me and for the career I was in, it's a little bit difficult to set, set aside the time that you need to put forward, you know, forth towards that. Yeah, especially on the East Coast where when the market opens, you know, out, out here in Hawaii, it's kind of convenient because the market opens at, depending on half, half the year, it opens at 3.30 in the morning our time. The other half of the year, it opens at 4.30 in the morning our time. So if you're yeah. up at four in the morning, you know, you can day trade and then go to work. You can't do that yeah. on the East Coast. You got to like do it during lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's like, it was nearly impossible. I'd find myself actually at work in some cases with my phone in my hand. And trying to you know trying to work deals buy and sell and stuff like that i'm like no nah, this isn't working out because i need to focus <laughs> boss comes in and tells you, you got to go do something you're like hang on hang on i gotta wait wait 30 more seconds so i can sell this <laughs> yeah. stock yeah exactly so so that that was really hard um that that just honestly it just requires i mean put it this way i'm re- i'm getting ready to retire i'm gonna have a full pension all my bills are paid for so it's like if i wanted to right now get into day trading that's all i wanted to do eight hours a day right here at my computer you know and, and make some money i probably could do that but um but i have a different idea of investments now um the the three the three years that i was that i was at uh the schoolhouse here <coughs> i was lucky enough to have a co-worker of mine who was already in the game for a little while and we gained some common grounds in the very start uh we started talking about one of the robert kiyosaki books and stuff and and uh, we just got to talking one day, and he was pretty much like, Derek, hey, my best advice to you is to stop everything you're doing with the market and get into real estate. Um, I, the, my opinion is that real estate is probably the best investment out there. Um, I'm sure you can probably explain that more in depth, but um, I'm still a rookie. I'm still starting out. I am actually sitting in a primary residence right now. So I was in an apartment for a little while, uh, and for actually about a year for the first six months I was here, I was doing my analysis on all the you know, markets and stuff around the area. And then my buddy actually that, would, that told me to get into real estate. Um, he owned this house actually. And he was, uh, I want to say he was six or seven houses in, but he was trying to sell a few of those properties because he was trying to get a pot of money together for a down payment on a multiple complex. And this house was actually the last deal uh, that he needed to do get off his belt, I get off, uh, you know, you need to get out of. So he did, he gave it to me for below appraised price, which was great. Um, we didn't, we didn't realize that obviously because the appraisal didn't come through until afterwards, but I ended up with about $8,000 in positive equity in it from the very get go. Um, he ended up pulling like 34 or something like that out of it because um, he bought it as a foreclosure. But I mean, it's a beautiful house. I love it. It's a primary residence. Obviously, it's not a liability. I mean, obviously, it's a liability. It's not an asset, but I plan on turning it into an asset. So, where I've been from there, from that point to buying this house, from buying this house to now, um, I've I've been trying to get into some more investments. Um, The divorce was actually kind of kicked me in the butt. Uh, I know I stated that back from what 2013 was when I was down in Florida, but it took me some years to actually get that done and didn't actually finalize it. Not a fast process. Yeah, not a fast process at all. And I was deploying everything else and then all the court, I mean, I ended up, I ended up having to get into a consolidation loan um, because of the cost and so much money. 
Um, so that was kind of, it kind of sent me back. So I'm like, all right, well, you, you always hear the thing, well, when's the right time to invest? When's right, right now is the right time to invest. Uh, my circumstances were a little bit different. So I invested in this. This was kind of like step one. Let me get back into the game. Um, and then, you know, let me get my credit back up. And let me get this consolidation done. And then I can sit down, look at my finances and work it out. By that time, I had about a year, year and a half left to go before I was getting ready to retire at 20. I had just hit 20 years at uh, January 12th this year. Um, Exciting. And, and uh, it was... It was interesting because I had a year mark. You know, I know we were just talking before we started this recording. We were talking about uh, stuff, VA stuff. So at about a year mark, I was honestly, I was like in and out of the doctor's appointment every day. And they're like, that was my focus. Like, let me get focused 100% on what's going to happen for my retirement and everything. And I was not able to build, I was not able to focus on actually doing any kind of investments. But I kept up. I was like, all right, let me look at the Charlotte market. Let me look at the Raleigh market. Let me look at the Wilmington market. Um, I was actually learning a lot about the Wilmington market, and which looked great, obviously, up until the hurricane hit last year. Um, um, met and got introduced to a lot of brokers down there and just a lot of different investors down in Wilmington and stuff. And Wilmington's hard because it's landlocked. But yeah, it's nice, though. It is, but you, you know, you're landlocked going north or south because you have the river and everything. So it's kind of it's kind of difficult to expand out there. Um, so that was the that was kind of the turnout for me as far as that's concerned. Charlotte's great. I mean, it's doubled in size in the last two decades. Um, yeah. Raleigh, well, Raleigh has Amazon come in and stuff. There's a lot of factors. So, well, that being that being said, too, some other advice from some for some younger guys that are getting into it, uh, just some knowledge that I learned. Um, understand the demographics of where you're where you're wanting to invest. Look, know the news. Know the news that's happening around those areas. Um, Amazon for a while was looking for a second headquarters. I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening to this right now, investors and stuff, they're probably aware of that. One of those areas was Raleigh, North Carolina. And I wanted to know specifically where that was going to be because that's obviously a huge factor. And that's huge. Any of those big companies that are coming in, obviously, they're bringing in 2,500 jobs. They're yeah. bringing in at least, at least 2,500 people. You know, I multiply that by two because you have couples and you have 5,000 people and you got, you know, whatever. That's, that's a lot. It's, you know, maybe 2,500 homes. So that's, you know, look at those kinds of things. So, uh, so me being a really detail oriented kind of guy, I was like, you know, I, I, I've learned a lot about investing. I haven't made a move yet. Um, other than this right here, which I'm going to, you know, I'm going to turn into an asset here shortly. Um, but I was like, you know, how can I best get in the game, get network, and get around a lot of good people that know it, um, and that will help me guide me with things that I don't know about it. So as I was going through the retirement process in about, uh, I, I guess about October time frame, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go out and get my real estate license. You go get my real estate license, and it'll help me get around some good people. You know, more likely. Um, that was an assumption, of course. Well, that assumption was correct. <laughs> and I'm sure you know that too, because you're you're a broker as well. Yep, yep. Well, um, not a broker, uh, just an agent. But you know, uh, an agent. Hey, yes, yeah. Same thing. Just. But um. So. So yeah, I, I've been uh, we're working on that. 
I, I think I, I started school, I think November. I finished school, graduated my class in December. Uh, uh, Christmas leave came up and then in January is when I was actually finally out of the military. So I spent the majority of January getting done with the military. <coughs> um, and here we are now in February. I'm actually going to take my license test tomorrow. For state it's exciting. Test tomorrow. Yeah, it's exciting. But in the in that time though, from November till now, um, some really exciting things have happened. The, the growth con right there, that was one of the huge highlights right there. But how I got to that was quite interesting. Um, so I got into class and I started to network. I started to actually um, expand my audience a little bit, I guess, as far as people that knew me because for a long time, obviously being in my career, I couldn't really be be out there, so to say, social media wise, yeah, a big circle and stuff like that. So I was pretty quiet. Not too many people knew me. I got into real estate class, um, started to retire. And I was like, you know what, people people need to start knowing me, and and, and I gotta you know I gotta start connecting with people and, and actually having having a circle, a larger circle. So started to uh, make friends with different people in, in class. Come to find out one of them was working with Keller Williams, actually, not to promote Keller Williams or nothing here, but um, I went and sat down with some study, you know, study groups with them and uh, I sat down with their CEO down there and she was like, yeah, obviously, you know, come on board and stuff. And so I pretty much had a position ready to go uh, with them. But then I was looking at some other offers. So still networking. As I was networking some more and more, I came up with some uh, some other offers. I think I had two or three of them on the table besides Keller Williams. And, um, I was almost settled on one. Actually, I was gonna, I was, I had a deal out of Charlotte. Uh, I was going to go over there, a small firm. Uh, I was going to start in with them, get in with a good team of brokers. They were a little bit investment oriented as well. Uh, I, and then I happened to be, this is, this is the interesting part. This is the funny part right here is, Kind of a cool story. Um, I was actually studying at, at the bookstore, and one of the guys from my current team that I actually went with, he sat down across from me and he's like, Hey, you know, I saw you studying real estate, this, that, and other thing. And he had uh, mentioned a couple of names, or those couple of names that I knew. One of them happened to be um, roommates with one of my ex coworkers, and it was very kind of coincidental. So he was telling me some different things about the team or whatever, and then he was saying something about them going to the, the Grand Cardone conference. I was like, oh, no, that's cool. You know, you get the Heroes Pass and get it for free and stuff. So I went that night. This is, what, two weeks ago, I guess? Yep. I went that night and uh, tried to get a ticket. Well, they're all sold out. All the Hero tickets were sold out. <laughs> so I was like, you know, maybe, maybe next year, you know, better luck next year whatever. Um, I thought it was a good connection to have. You know, I didn't really think that much of it. Uh, I connected with his team lead. Uh, I connected with Shelby, and then I connected with Mike. Mike's one of the other guys that's on our team that night on Facebook. I went to sleep, didn't think anything of it. I woke up the next morning, and Dan was like, "Hey, man, you got about about thirty minutes or so to register. You just need to share a, a post and and tag somebody in it, and you know, register you for this giveaway we're doing, this free ticket for the Grant Cardone com uh, conference." And sure enough, Shelby text messages me about 30 minutes later. And she's like, hey, Derek, you won. You're going to Miami with us. I still think it was rigged. 
Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, you know, I asked her that too. I asked her, I was like, did you break that? But she, the funny thing is, is that about 30 minutes after she had texted me and told me, and we had, we had talked a little bit, she was like, like, oh my God, Derek, I didn't know. She was like, dude, you, you were on my schedule to talk to today. Dan told me all about you yesterday, and I was supposed to talk to you today. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so I, I, I didn't even say anything. She's like, hey, I didn't, I swear to God, I didn't break. <laughs> it's just convenient. It's not yeah, as convenient. Like, it gets even more convenient. You got to tell the story about your ride to the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was funny. So I'll give a shout out to Kevin. Yep, yep. Kevin Porter. Um, so, uh, well, let me back up a second here. So, yeah, sorry. Oh, with Shelby, and within an hour, I'm like, okay, I got my suits and the dry cleaners. I got my dog sitter in place. I got my flight already done, ready to go. My, I was like, hey, Shelby, I was so excited. I'm like, hey, hey, Shelby, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. So, anyway, so 48 hours later, we get down to Miami. I get down to Miami. I come in early. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, if she's going to take me in on our team. And so everybody understands this. Shelby uh, has a team out of, that's powered by Keller Williams called Five Pillars Realty Group. Um, that's actually the team I'm on now. And um, they're a team of broker investors. Yeah. So that's a very attractive thing for me. I was like, all right, you know, broker investors, let me do this. Obviously, this is what I'm trying to do. But um, so I was like, all right, I want to be on this team. So I'm trying to impress Shelby something. I'm going to get to Miami early. I get to Miami like seven hours earlier. This is like you know, a few hours before. We met at, uh, yep. at 42. Um, so we, I get at the airport, I get the, I get an Uber at the airport and I started driving and there's a guy, I'm in a pool Uber. And there's a guy sitting in the back, I get in the front seat. I started saying something about the military. I'm not sure what it was. So he sparks up a conversation with me and uh, the driver's confused as to where we're going, I guess, or something like that. Or he forgot to press something on his, on his phone for his Uber activated or whatever, or I don't know, I'm not even sure. So he turns around and starts going back to the airport. And that sparks Kevin, who's Kevin sitting in the back, to say the address of where he's going. <clears throat> and off the top of my head, I'm like, all right, well, I'm usually pretty good. I'm good with addresses and numbers. So as soon as he says it, it kind of rings the bell. I'm like, what, what, what'd you say? What address did you just say? And he, so he says, that, says the address again. And lo and behold, that's the address that I'm going to as well. I'm like, what? Like, what are you do? What are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm an investor out of Long Island. I was like, yeah. I was like, do you know Shelby Osborne? He's like, uh, yeah. And so we ended up linking up in an Uber. This is all like crazy coincidence, right? All of this. We ended up linking up in an Uber at Miami Airport at the same exact time, going to the exact same uh, location for the exact same reason. All link up together and do this big thing. Yeah, there's only thirty thousand people in town for the conference. So what are the other? Yeah, only thirty thousand, only thirty-five, thirty-five. Yeah, and then like two hours later, I go to the bar to meet you guys, thinking Shelby's there, and I'm walking in circles looking for Shelby, and Kevin recognizes me, and just like this big. Yeah, it was a good night. Yeah, it was a great night. A bunch of bunch of Instagram nerds all. Yeah, yeah, I know. I kept joking about that. (laughs) Like, there's like you, me, Phil. Kevin, so the four of us have never met. We're all Instagram or, or seen each other on Instagram. I, and it's funny because I literally flew in nine people and myself, so 10 in this Airbnb, and not one of them did I know through anything other than Instagram. I'm like, man, you know, back in high school, we would have been losers, but like this is yeah. the way the world works now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
social media, my, my internet friends hanging out, talking real estate and drinking beer. <laughs> no longer now. No longer. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But in person. But hey, if you're young and investing, you ones and these twos, social media is a powerful thing. It is. It, yeah, definitely get started with it. Hey, so um, I'm kind of curious since we, we talked through your journey, why – what do you think? So, so many people give up. What made you stick through with the idea of real estate investing over the years of like things going right, things going wrong, markets fluctuating? What, what about real estate was so, I guess, magnetic? Oh, gosh. Uh, the opportunities that I know it can bring, the ability for it to appreciate as far as like being one of the most, I, I, I don't want to say it. Probably one of the safer. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put that out this way, but one of the safer investments, I guess, is what you could say. Um, and just the ability for it to just bring in so many awesome people. I, I when I first started out doing it, and and kind of uh, meeting different people in the real estate business, um, that was the that was it right there. It was like it was this business mindset that attracted me. And actually, the thing is, I actually got into a conversation with an older gentleman today who was a, a nurse. He's been a nurse for like 40 years or something. And I was telling him that because somebody he knows was saying how all these people that have been around him, all these real estate people, they're so business oriented and everything. And it's really, for me, the attractive thing is knowing that it's not, it's not about the money. It's not about the money, but knowing that the, what the money can bring, what real estate can bring as far as money is concerned and that what that can bring for, as far as opportunity is concerned. Um, it's probably the safest investment out there that's going to get me to where I want to be and open up the opportunities for me to have a good honeypot of passive income Yeah. to set us to have right there set aside and, and just get, have my money working and be able to focus on other things. That, you know, because for me, you know, 20 years in the military, having to show, having to fly my shoulder, and everything, serving my country. It's kind of, you know, I was bred into it. You know, I've, I've been bred into it for 20 years and, and serving is something that I want to do. So how, how <clears throat> do I get to the point where I can have an income that opens up those opportunities for me to serve at a larger scale? Yeah. That's what it is. That's, that's the passion, like the, the passion behind being able to have those opportunities. Um, can you maybe find those in other ways? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're a good day trader and you want to put 10 hours a day into it and, you know, and, you know, and you're really, really good at it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, the, the way I started going, I got introduced to one of the, I'm not going to lie. I got introduced to one of Robert Kiyosaki's books and that was like, that was it right there. As soon as I got introduced to, to his book, I was like, okay, this is it. You know, you had your, quadrants and everything and you, you build up that that big business uh, mindset and have that 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 um continuous passive income that's where i want to be and if that continuous passive income allows me the opportunity to to serve at a larger scale down the road that's exactly where i want to be so the end state the goal for me honestly like i shouldn't really say end state but one of the larger goals that might set me to where i want to be is to start off is to, to have a multi multi-unit complex as well like a full, yeah. you know, multi, multi-unit complex that'll that'll give me that that that, that pot of money so 
Absolutely. All right, so I know you mentioned the Robert Kiyosaki book, but aside from that, I'm, I'm guessing you met Rich Dad Poor Dad, but aside from that, what's one uh, resource you'd recommend for learning about real estate investing, investing, anything in general? Ooh, a resource, huh? Gosh. So many out there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there really is. There's so many out there. Um, I use, I tend to use any resource I can get my hands on, to be honest with you. Books are a huge one, obviously. Um, uh, gosh, there's tons. Uh, I don't want to say the internet because the internet tends to lie a lot, but um, just understand, understanding the, the different people that are out there, I guess, um, seeing what they're doing is, I guess, the best advice I can use. Not one particular resource, but a multiple resource. Um, I like it. I think that's a good answer because yeah, we're wrapped around like one book, but it's different for yeah. everyone. No, I mean it. It really is. And you, know, you saw my stack of books. And, you know, I have a bunch of different books. I have the Robert Kiyosaki's. I got Grant Cardone's. You know, I got the Gary Keller's and stuff like that. I mean, there's people out there that have knowledge, and that's the big thing. You know, if you have knowledge, they pass it on. You listen to those people. You know, read yes. the book. Listen to the podcast. You know, watch the videos on t on YouTube. You know, I mean, be careful about doing that. Like I said, the internet tends to lie a lot, but yeah. um, <coughs> you know, there's another resource that I'm using. Here's my book right here, my real estate. <laughs> That's not big. This, old. Is all, this is all the law you can get right there. Jeez, right? This is all I've been doing. 564 pages worth of law. Monstrous. That's way bigger than what I had to deal with. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's multiple resources. I don't want to pinpoint one. Just get knowledgeable and learn every day. Absolutely. You know? And it's all about habits, too, in all reality. Is it is it's all about habits. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect at them. I'm not. If I was, I'd be making millions of dollars already. <laughs> you and I you know both. You and I both. All right. Yeah. So before we wrap this up, you got any uh, final ideas? Big parting uh, advice? Uh, yeah. Be particular about where. You, I mean, be particular, but don't be afraid to invest. Um. You're gonna. You're going to take on debt. That's one thing I think that a lot of guys are afraid of, guys and gals are afraid of. You are going to take on debt. There, are, there is a big difference. You're going to hear this. When you start reading the books and everything else, you're going to hear this a lot. There's a difference between good and bad debt. You, have to, you, know, you look at the top, some of the top real estate investors out there in the world, our president being one of them. You know, you know, they have debt. You know, it's going to happen. As long as your debt is making you money, it's okay to have. Yeah, I agree. If you're if you have some kind of debt that's not, you have that that depreciating debt. That's the kind of debt you want to get rid of. You want to get away from. Absolutely. Depreciating debt. Absolutely. All right. Well, Derek, I really appreciate you taking some time to join us. Uh, we'll have to do a uh, a follow up in a year or so and see where the having your real estate yeah. license and everything else has taken you. Uh, I'm excited to see. I mean, obviously, we're going to stay in touch through Instagram, but I'm excited to see what happens. Absolutely, man. I'm looking at I'm looking at six to seven houses this year, so we'll That's see. Awesome. Uh, the, the, the bottom goal, six to seven houses. I like it. I Perfect. like it. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, Bye, have a great day. Yeah, you too, man.